Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the D2 Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm JP, your host. We finally had some games this past couple of weeks. It's great to see the season getting underway and some games being played. Lots of teams doing exhibition games against D1 schools and some teams getting things going against other D2 schools. I will go through some of the top teams that were in action at the start of the season. Today I will begin with what happened with our number one ranked Grand Valley State. The Lakers began the season with an exhibition against D3 Wisconsin Whitewater, and as you might expect, they won that one by a large margin. The final score was 84-33. to The Lakers had 16 players see action in this one, and 13 of them scored. Sounds like they had the kind of warm-up they were looking for. Their next two games were against Missouri St. Louis and Maryville. They won both of those comfortably by more than 20 points. The number two Western Washington Vikings played an exhibition against D1 Gonzaga. I was able to watch this one and it looked to be an exciting event with a packed arena at Gonzaga. The Vikings played tough in the first half, keeping the score reasonably close at 22 to 30. The game got away from them, however, in the third quarter where Gonzaga shot 85% from the floor and outscored them 32 to six in the third. The final score was 36 to 78 in a blowout win for Gonzaga. Third ranked Fort Hayes State Tigers got things started for real in the D2 CCA Tip-Off Classic. This tournament featured eight of the top D2 teams in the country, including Fort Hayes, Lubbock Christian, Nebraska Kearney, Minnesota Duluth, Missouri Western, Missouri Southern, Southern Nazarene, and West Texas A&M. For Fort Hayes, they started off against West Texas A&M. I was able to watch this game as it included two of our preseason top 10 teams. WT kind of slowly built their lead over the course of this game and just kept Fort Hayes at bay. WT looked really good in this one for the first game of the season, with five players scoring in double digits. Fort Hayes only had returning star Katie Wagner reach double digits with 16 points. Neither of the D1 transfers for Fort Hayes had much of an impact on the game, and post player Olivia Hollenbeck was kept in check by the size of WT's post players. Carly Mostenbacher and Zam Roberts both played well for WT in the backcourt, and returning transfer player Braylon Dollar had a nice game in this first one. WT also got a boost from newcomer freshman Kyla Kane who in 17 minutes shot 4 for 5, including 3 for 3 from 3-point three stripe. WT looked like the better team in this one and won the game 71-58. to WT saw Fort Hayes lose to a... I'm sorry, Week 2 saw Fort Hayes lose to Augustana 62-59. to Katie Wagner only scored 4 points in this one, and Fort Hayes needs her to score more in order to win. Augustana got 23 points from Michaela Jewett to lead them to victory. Fort Hayes' second game of the week was a 65-50 win against Sioux Falls. Fort Hayes is now 2-2 two two to start the season. Moving on to number 4 ranked Union, who played an ex exhibition game against D3 Illinois Wesleyan. I did not see this game and no box, box score was posted, but the final score was Union win by the score of 86-85. Union saw their next two games that were to be played in Puerto Rico canceled due to weather. Ashland started off with three games against Wayne State, Indianapolis, and Saginaw State University. 
where they coincidentally scored 87 points in all three games. Their opponents, however, did not, so Ashland has started off the season 3-0. Annie Roshak and Zoe Miller both averaged over 14 points in those games. Eckerd College played number 23-ranked Valdosta State and beat them by 30 points. In their second game, they beat West Florida 53-28 to start the season 2-0. Drury also started out 2-0 against Missouri Wesleyan and Trevecca Nazarene. Number 8 West Texas A&M beat Fort Hayes, as I spoke about earlier, but they also played a second game in that tip-off tournament. In Game 2, they played Nebraska Kearney. This game saw Kearney start off with a lead and take a 31-24 to advantage into halftime. Things turned, however, in the third quarter when WT used their size and defense to cut off the inside game of Kearney. In the second half, Kearney settled for outside shots on almost every possession, and their three-point shooting was only 4 for 22. WT then cleaned up on the glass on those shots and won the rebounding battle 46-32, to giving them a clear advantage in the second half. WT went on to win this game 59-53. to being led by Carly Moschenbacher, who scored 21 points and had 11 rebounds for her first double-double of the season. I think we can expect a lot more of those from her this season. After the tip-off tournament, WT went on to beat Colorado Mesa and South Dakota School of Mines to take them to 4-0 on the season. It wasn't all bad news for Nebraska Kearney, however. In the first game of the tip-off classic, they beat Southern Nazarene 75-53. to They shot a lot of threes in this game, just like they did against WT. It's just that more of them fell. I know it's way too early to make judgments, but it looks like this team may be shooting a lot from beyond the arc this season. Kearney did follow up the tip-off tournament with a 69 win over Minnesota Crookston and a 67-57 win over Southwest Minnesota State. On to Missouri Southern, the team picked to win the MIAA Conference. First up, they had Lubbock Christian, who has replaced all five starters from last year. We all knew, however, this team would not be a pushover. Missouri Southern, led by Maddie Stokes and Lacey Stokes, was able to outlast Lubbock and claim a one-point victory. Maddie Stokes had a double-double. Grace Foster for Lubbock had a double-double with 16 points and 11 rebounds in the losing effort. Missouri Southern played Minnesota Duluth in their first game and again came out with a close victory. Maddie and Lacey Stokes again led the team in scoring, and Missouri Southern won the game 54-51. Brick Olson scored 15 points to lead Duluth on the losing side. Last week, Missouri Southern beat Henderson and Harding to improve their record to 4-0. Lubbock Christian played Missouri Western in the second game, and this one went to overtime. Missouri Western ended up winning the game 101-96 in overtime. Connie Clark led Missouri Western with 34 points and 12 rebounds. On the Lubbock side, Grace Foster led the team with 36 points. I'm left wondering, when was the last time Lubbock gave up over 100 points, and when was the last time they started up the season 0-2? They did, however, follow up the two losses in the tip-off tournament with two wins against the Armac in the crossover challenge. I'm sure Lubbock will still be a team to be taken seriously. Missouri Western lost their first game of the season 
to Minnesota to lose 65-79, to but as I mentioned above, they beat Lubbock in their second. In my preseason rankings, I had Point Loma being a top 10 team, but after checking their box scores, I see that two of the transfer students I was expecting a lot from are now being redshirted for the year, and that makes Point Loma a much different team. I guess I was wrong about where Point Loma will finish as they started out 0-3. North Georgia started out the season with a close win over Lees McRae College, 68-67, and followed that up with a win over Tusculum, 70-65. Not exactly a dominating start to the season, but 2-0 nonetheless. Glenville State, who lost everyone from last year, has picked up right where they left off. They best beat Westchester University of Pennsylvania 104-78 and Livingston College 85-57. Glenville is still playing a lot of players and still scoring a lot of points. The team I got to see play that surprised me was Adams State from the Armac. They won two games against Lone Star Conference, both by 20-plus points. They averaged 99 points in those two games, and they look like a team that can make some noise in the Armac. This week, we saw the first D2 Cider rankings come out, and they look like this. Western Washington at number one, Glenville State at number two, Grand Valley State at number three, North Georgia at number four, Missouri Southern five, West Texas A&M six, Union seven, Ashland eight, Bentley nine. Now, Bentley is a team that I didn't mention in my preseason preview, but they started out, oh, I'm sorry, they started out three and oh against Blomfield, Caldwell, and St. Anselm. And then rounding out the top 10 is Drury. I will continue to watch games and give you my take here. Please keep listening and let me know your thoughts if you have any. Have a great week. JP signing off.